Welcome to the Scott Shepard Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. Hey, what's up, friend? Welcome back to another episode of The Daily Scott Shepherd. Today's episode is number 226. It's coming to you on a Thursday at 8.18 p.m. post-meridium from Little Italy, San Diego, California. And I have not gone too deep into my origin story yet or really given you that much of a depth or breadth of background about who the hell I am and why you should even listen to me. But that's besides the point, and it's not what I'm going to bore you with tonight. All you should know is that you are listening to someone that you should listen to, you should pay attention to, and you, you should respect. Why is that? Well, it's because not only will I help you develop your mind, develop your brain, develop your thoughts, but I also can hang my hat on the esteem of commercial success and making enough money in this world to retire at the age of 28 so that I may spend my days waking up around noon, refreshing my crypto portfolio and proceeding to contribute nothing to this world in order to grow such wealth. And therefore, I am, well, feel somewhat of an obligation to pursue and take advantage of the insanely lucky fortune that I have had. Well, and let's be honest, the overnight success that I speak of took me about, I don't know, 14 years of failure and making zero money. My overnight success story, as Sam Walton once put it, is like every other's. It took 20 years. <laughs> Fortunately, mine didn't take 20 years, but I also do not have a uh, you know, boatload of billions of dollars, and I do not own the state of Arkansas like Sam Walton of the Walmart family. And hell, for anyone listening, if you want a place to go on vacation, I cannot recommend enough to go to Arkansas. There is a museum. It's the most beautiful museum in the world. It's like an indoor-outdoor museum. And yes, it's in Arkansas. I believe it's called Crystal Bridges or something like that. Anyway, I went there several years ago, just randomly. And how did a probably, I don't know, they have like a billion dollar endowment or something, right? How did this massive, beautiful, wondrous exhibit of art 
actually pop up in Arkansas? You probably guessed because that I brought up Sam Walton, but one of his heirs or sisters or relatives or whatever, right? Uh, and not the main one, even, you know, I'm talking about like, you know, your <laughs> begrudged, uh, <laughs> befuddled, uh, you know, distanced third step cousin type of uh, situation here, right? Well, that person, and I'm sort of exaggerating there, okay, might have not been a redheaded stepchild of a, a cousin, okay? Well, he, he or Sam Walton made so much freaking money in the Walmart fortune that his essentially redheaded stepchild third cousin that played the banjo, uh, who for, had a love and an infatuation of art all of her life, uh, it gave her, you know, the billions of dollars to commission and create a world-class museum. So if you want a cheap, random place, and hell, even if you're in Europe listening to me, a place to go and visit, go to the freaking Crystal Bridges and enjoy the Ozarks and enjoy Arkansas. I don't even know if it's really the Ozarks, so... You know, don't be dismayed when you arrive and, well, it's not perfectly as I described. Anyway, with that random ass segue out of the way, which was totally planned and carefully constructed by myself and my producers, uh, apparently we did some audience profiling and found out that a lot of our listeners are really, really interested in uh, middle America budget vacation ideas. So, you know, I worked all day on that. I hope, I hope, really hope you appreciate it. And on that note, I'm going to transition actually into something of substance, which is developing your mind, developing your brain, and really developing your thoughts, because your thoughts will evolve over time with the anti-net, with Lumen's system. And first things first, to all of the you know, Obsidian, Workflow Warrior, Digital Fangirls, Arenzian Note Takers out there, the ones that are really adamant about creating permanent notes and literature notes and, I don't know, fleeting notes and whatever other Arenzian invention he has prescribed you. Well, here's the thing. Lumen's system was not just a loosey-goosey, principle-based thing. He did not put haphazard thought into the design of his anti-nets structure. Lumen was familiar with how the memory works, how the human memory works, and also how computer memory works would work as well. And you can actually view this for yourself. If you go to Lumen's second archive, uh, there is a card that is in the second Zettelkasten of Lumen's, and it's in 
uh, section, like, I don't know. If you really care and you want me to give you this section, I'm going to make you work for it. Uh, it's in 9, 8, or 9, what is it? 9, like, 8B2, essentially. And I have the link, I have the translation. I've actually neuroimprinted it by writing it out by hand. And if you would like me to provide you with his card and actually his his own Zettelkasten cards in English, by the way, because I've translated it and I've also written them out by hand translated, then guess what? You can request it by writing to me the old school way, the best way. By writing to me on a 4 by 6 inch card, handwritten, saying, well, tell me your name, and what I've, if you've listened to the prior episodes, follow the instructions there. Basically, tell me your name, tell me your mailing address if you want to actually correspond with me on an ongoing basis, and optionally drop your phone number in there, that's fine too. And on a second 4x6-inch card, tell me a little bit about yourself and tell me if you would like a scanned copy of Lumen's, well, his actual Zettelkasten notes, which I have neuro-imprinted and written out by hand. I'm actually happy to scan my own and send it to you. And write to you personally, even, if you have a question or anything. Oh yeah, and also by doing this, you're probably going to receive a few other surprises, and I'm even going to send you a physical signed copy of my book whenever I get it, because you are supporting me very, very, very early on in this wondrous, fantastic journey that we are on together. And please do tell me about you, because if I'm going to keep calling you friend and address you as friend and talk about Zettelkasten and, well, it would be nice to actually learn who the hell you even are, what you do, how I can cater my content to you. I mean, not really cater it to you, because let's be honest, I'm not going to just try to appease a ton of people, right? Like, if you tell me that you're into... um. I don't know, freaking lathering yourself up with Vaseline and flopping all over the place and taking selfies on TikTok, you know, I'm not going to suddenly cater to you. I don't give a shit. I'm going to talk about PKM, knowledge management, information science, may venture back into crypto at some point, but hey, we're on this honest, amazing journey in search of truth and world domination, benevolent, intellectual world domination. So anyways, if you're interested in receiving Lumen's notes on his own Zettelkasten, write to me as what I've just described and send me that information to my office. Send it to my name, Scott Shepper, at 600 West Broadway, Suite, S-U-I-T-E, 700, San Diego, 
California 92101. Yes, we're doing it the old school way, the best way, because I will have your true attention and you will have mine. I will actually respond, read, write to you, and no one, nothing, Facebook, any of that data crap can touch or will touch, well, probably besides some weird-ass mailroom employee that might snoop on it one day, so don't send anything that's like really private, and if you don't trust the people that work in uh, the physical mail delivery industry. Anyways, send me that, and let's keep let's keep going. So the bottom line is Lumen knew intimately, and I've seen his handwritten notes on computer memory and multiple storage. And Johannes Schmidt, who studied Lumen's Zettelkasten profusely and very deeply, he pointed out that the decision to use hard-coded, non-changing links, you know, links to other cards, I actually devised a, a name that I kind of like for such things. Instead of calling them like note card links or, you know, uh, note card IDs or fixed addresses as what Lumen called them or what I guess people in the the hippie trendy digital Zettelkasten space called Volgazidal. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. I actually call these, you know, anytime you're linking to another note card and using the ID of another car- note card, being that they are hard-coded and they are hard links, but they are also, well, a note card. They are essentially cards, right? I call them card links. (laughs) So it's like kind of a pun on hard link and card. So it's a card link. So anyway, one scholar, meaning Johannes Schmidt, pointed out that Lumen and his decision to choose non-changing card links, right? Not names of concepts, but actual non-changing physical card links, right? And pay attention. Here's what Johannes Schmidt said. Lumen's decision to do this was, quote, an essential prerequisite for creativity, meaning creativity in Lumen's system. Okay? Your creative energies should not be spent being a workflow warrior, trying to create templates, farting around with obsidian color schemes and all that bullcrap, right? Lumen made a very deliberate and concerted decision to choose the structure of card links and the structure of the anti-net. In fact, Lumen architected the anti-net with computer technology in mind. And as one scholar pointed out, he knew about computer technology and multiple storage, and he selected and architected his system and designed it to emphasize the benefits of multiple storage. Okay? It's not as if Lumen lived in some freaking alternate universe and reality where he did not anticipate and understand and read about the digital information age. That was emerging really during the height of his theoretical intellectual career. 
So for some reason, people have this, and by people, I mean the digital Zettelkasten, uh, you know, cult. They have this somehow notion or an idea that Lumen was forced into the structure of the anti-net, meaning an analog numbered tree indexed network, which comprises the acronyms for anti and anti-net. I'll say that again, analog numbered tree index. That's the anti and then net network, right? Lumen was not forced into the structure of the anti-net because of the limitations of, well, the timeline of technology, right? It wasn't like, he was like, oh man, like, if only there was Google and Wikipedia so I didn't actually have to construct a system like this to force me to think harder and actually develop my thoughts. No. You see, Lumen designed it and designed his system deliberately. I mean, he could have otherwise chosen a commonplace book structure. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google and search commonplace books. It's what a lot of the uh, old wise thinkers and founding fathers in America, and I'm sure probably that didn't originate in America, but it was basically books you know, notebooks, moleskines organized by category, right? Called commonplace books. Well, he didn't create a commonplace book. He also did not opt for a categorical note card system, almost like, you know, the Dewey Decimal System or uh, the note card system used by the likes of Ryan Holiday or Robert Greene. Uh, or the Mundaneum note card system, where it was organized by very fixed, static set categories. According to Johannes Schmidt, Lumen structure was a deliberate choice. Now, tomorrow I'm going to tell you why it is important to know that Lumen's structure and design of the anti-net was a deliberate choice. Now that you have heard why scholars, and even Lumen himself, was very explicit into, into why he designed the anti-net the way he designed it, right? Perhaps you may want to question in case you still believe that the Arensian note-taking school of thought and that, well, linking your thoughts with tags and thought bubbles and wiki links and all that, perhaps you may want to question if you're just spinning your wheels in the mud 
and not tapping into the true magic of what Nicholas Lumen was able to architect. The internet and its structure brings forth a second mind, which is only experienced, only available, and only understood if you actually know how to do it, to test it, and to experience it for yourself. And that's why I'm here. And tomorrow, I'm going to tell you why and show you why it matters that Lumen was very explicit and deliberate in designing his system this way. Because I'm going to show you how the Antinet mirrors how the human memory works. And you're going to hear essentially the biggest problem and thing that you are missing out on if you use digital note-taking systems. But until then, I shall remind you to always remember to stay crispy, my friend. And before I go, I would like to ask you one huge favor. This would mean the freaking world to me. If you haven't done so yet, well, please do two things. Subscribe to this podcast. And then the second thing I would like for you to do is I would like for you to help me grow this show, grow this audience, grow this community. And also, let's, uh, let's give it some popularity and rankings by giving this show a review. Hopefully a five-star. I don't care if it's not. All I want is your honest review. And if there's things that you love, please, in your <coughs> five-star review, <coughs> please, in your honest, authentic review, provide me with your favorite parts of the show that you would like to hear more of, and that if there is anything I ever change or cut from the show, which I have no plans to, I'm just saying, that you make sure to make it perfectly crystal clear that you never want to see a certain aspect of the show that you love most ever get cut out. And give me an awesome rating in the app store and the whatever format you listen to this show. So with that, I shall sign off and see you tomorrow, my friend. First, I need to let you know that it is a Thursday at 8.40 p.m. And your friend, Scott Shepard, is signing off. See you tomorrow. Peace. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepard. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy-product like all the other podcasters do, all right? 
So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the freaking freeway, and rate and review this podcast. Then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.